ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் அ டீப் ட்ரூத் அபவுட் ரியலைசேஷன்ஸ் ஆஸ் போர்ட்ரேட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் குறுந்தொகை த்ரீ எயிட்டீன் pen by ammu vanar set in the coastal regions of nadal the verse speaks in the voice of the lady to the confidant passing on a hidden message to the man listening nearby erichura kalitha ilangneer parappin naruvi nyalalodu punnaithai veri ayar kalathinin thondrum thuraivan kuriyan aayinum kurippinum பிரிது ஒன்று அறியார்க்கு உரைப்பலோயானே எய்த்த இப்பனை எழில்மென்தோள் அணைய அண்ணாள் பிழையா வஞ்சினம் செய்த கள்வனும் கடவனும் புனைவனும் தானே He is the only cause and cure for the situation is the strong declaration here. The opening words Yerichura Kalitha, meaning where pouncing sharks thrive, situates the song firmly in the coasts of the past. From fauna, we move to flora in Naruvi Nyalalodu Punnai, meaning the fragrant flowers of the Senna Sofera and Laurelwood trees. The phrase Ariyarku Uraipalu, meaning how to say to those who understand not, stresses the inherent frustration a determined pledge is rendered in pilaya vanjinam making us wonder what that could be ending with the words kalvanum kadavanum punaivanum thani meaning the thief the obliged and the rapt is he the verse intrigues our curiosity who and why is this person all these things to the lady the context reveals that the man and lady were leading a love relationship and the man was trysting with the lady for a while realizing that the man was not taking steps towards a permanent union one day the lady decides to express her views in a hidden manner to this end she observes the man arriving to meet with her and pretending not to notice him but making sure he is in earshot the lady says to her confidant near the luminous vast waters where killer sharks abound the fragrant fallen flowers of the nyalal and punnai spread together making the shows of the lord appear akin to a field where very rituals are performed whether he thinks not of it or whether he thinks of it to someone who does not know that others are seeking how can i say it myself on that day when he embraced these pining arms which were beautiful and bamboo like then the thief who took an unfaltering vow is he the one who is under obligation is he and the one who is my refuge is he with these words the lady conveys to the listening man that it's his moral duty to seek a hand in marriage without any further delay time to explore the nuances the lady starts by talking about killer sharks in the seas and then moves inland to the sandy beach where the flowers of both the nyalal and punai trees are spread out to the lady's eyes the spread appears like the ground where very rituals during which god murugan is called upon to answer for the affliction in a young maiden happens it was considered a blot on the lady's honor to have the very ritual performed when the man was the reason for her ruined health 
Returning, the lady mentions these details only to describe the man's shows and then goes on to put forth a rhetorical question about him. The lady asks her friend, saying, whether he has the determination to marry or not, how could she herself go tell him that others are seeking her hand in marriage while she was in a relationship with him? With that, we understand that the lady expects the man to know what to do himself and that these words should not come from her. Then the lady notices her thinned arms, which have now lost their health in all this worry, and looks back to a time when these were beautiful, the time when the man embraced her and made a promise that he is hers forever and that he would claim her hand without fail. Curiously, the lady ends by calling the man a thief, the obliged, and a raft as well. Let's explore why she uses each of these terms. A thief because he made the promise and stole her beauty with no one as witness. He was all alone when he gave the lady his word. Next, he is under obligation to fulfill that vow. But beyond that, the lady ends by saying she has no one but the man, her only refuge and raft amidst the asylum waves around. Notice how the lady appeals to the man's humanity at various levels. At the basic level, she's pointing fingers and saying, you promised, didn't you? Then taking it a notch up, she says, as a man of decency, you should fulfill your word. But the ultimate address, which would turn the scales in her favor, is elevating the man to being her savior. It's not for the mere sake of fulfilling a word, but for saving my very life, the lady implies. Any worthy Sangam man would no doubt be moved by these words to calm the lady's anxious heart and do her bidding. To me, the striking thought expressed here is that if someone doesn't realize something from within, there can't be much use in spelling it out directly. Perhaps a subtle nudge like the lady's words could help. But for change to be lasting and meaningful, the push for sure has to come from within. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.